Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Welcome to the Strand Tennis, Pro- Tennis Center podcast, everybody. I'm your host. It's an active office today because we're doing re-enrollment, but I will begin to continue our MED series. What is our MED series, Santi? Yeah, you know. The, the minimum effective dose. The minimum effective dose. So we are going to work and talk granularly about the serve. We're going to go through the technique of the serve. Again, just to go over the minimum effective dose, what we're trying to do here is get an 80 percentile of aptitude on the tennis court. So, again, if you analyze tennis, if you analyze the game, the average rallies between three and five. So what would that say are the most important strokes. If an average rally is three to five, your most important stroke is your serve, your return, and the next ball, which is likely a forehand. So those are the three strokes you want to work on if you want to have 80 percentile or 80 80 percentile aptitude in this game. Again, our goal here is to not, this is just a little series because there's a lot of club players out there. There's a lot of people that are not professionals that don't have three to four hours a day to train, to do, go to the physio and do all these things and work on everything. This is for people that have less time, and most of us do. So we are trying to say, hey, we, I will even in the last series go through the breakdown, what we did last time of saying the amount of time you should do this at, how many days a week, what's critical mass, what, again, is the minimum effective dose of training for this. But let's go through the technique on the serve. We went through the technique on the forehand on the first episode. The technique on the serve is key. So if we can master the technique on these three strokes, it's going to indirectly, it's like, uh, it's like working out. Say, you know, Santi, you work out. You're big. You're a muscular man. You're huge. Santi's gotten very large since he's been here, and that's in a good way. His muscles, his biceps are probably seven or eight inches bigger than they were when he started. Right, Santi? Don't worry. You got a big sweatshirt on, they'll never know. <laughs> we should sell that at the Strand. Get your biceps at seven inches to eight inches by just being at the Strand. But you will indirectly, just like working out, if you do your back, it will work your biceps, right? So if you work on your serve, it will help your overhead, right? If you work on your, uh, if you work on, uh, your serve, it will also help your volley because you have to hold that grip. It will also help your back end indirectly because you're going to have to hold that grip as well. It might not help the stroke pattern, but it will help you learn how to help hold that grip. So it will help you indirectly with a couple other things. So the serve, again, if I hold the racket up, we went through this. There's eight bevels to it. Panel one, panel two. Very important to understand that that base of that pointer finger knuckle is the judge. If I'm a righty, it has to sit on panel two. Very important. If it's not sitting on panel two, I'm not holding a, a continental grip. The key to that serve, that's the hardest kind of barrier to entry for players just trying to learn how to play and try to figure this out, is getting to this grip. It really is the next level for a player. If you're holding a grip like this, which is a palm-up grip, that's the trouble. You'll see a lot of high school kids holding this grip because it goes in. The battle is this, holding a hammer grip because... It is frustrating, and people don't like to be frustrated. You have to get used to that frustration, all part of it. Even if you're only going to work 80 percentile, you have to get used to the frustration of 
working with grips. Grips are the one of the most important things, even to get to 80 percentile, you have to have the grip. So if you're holding that continental grip, which is called, so the, the base of my pointer finger knuckle is on panel two. Couple of structural things about the serve. To let you know about any stroke, there's gonna be some commonalities at any stroke. Very similar to a fingerprint. Fingers, I have a palm, right? But the print itself is original. So like a serve, there's gonna be some fundamentals that you should always do. So you're always gonna need to get the racket head in this football throwing position. You're gonna need to get it up here. Now you can get it up there any way you can. A lot of people, so if I, a lot of people get it back by swinging the racket head, both arms back like this, and they do a full loop. Some people do, and they cut it right off. Some people come up, and they do a half loop. So what you need to do, though, is two fundamentals with getting it back. You need to imagine you have a hat on, and you have to knock that hat off. So you have to take it back like that, knock the hat off, and make sure you're in that football-throwing position. That's going to get you in the right spot. A football is thrown this way. It's not thrown that way. So if your palm is facing up, you are not throwing the football correctly. I throw the football in this position. So if I'm in that position, and we'll go through the toss and all those things, but very important is to get to this position. All the things below it are not as important as getting up here. So if I get in this throwing football position, then I have to push the hand and the elbow up and lead with the edge of the racket. That's a big key. A lot of us start to go forward too much. You must go up to the ball first, lead with the edge of that racket head. When you lead with the edge, you're only going to face the ball with your palm at the top. That's where that pronation comes in, the start of it. So very important. Football position, if you did anything and practiced this, it would be huge. If you took the minimum effective dose even of the serve and you just put the racket on your shoulder, players used to play like that all the time. They bring it up. I mean, even Roddick brings it straight up. Some people start it up, which is okay. Lead with the edge, high-five the ball. This is for a flat serve. Then you are high-fiving an imaginary hand or the ball, and you crush the hand, and you have to see the wristwatch. Always wear a wristwatch on your hitting hand just to practice. So you can see that you're seeing the wristwatch. That's where the pronation is. So I lead with the edge, high-five, crush the hand, finish down on your opposite side, that means you're proning. That's the big key. You need to just do that. We'll go through the dosages. You just have to practice that. If you just sat at home and did that 10 to 20 times a day, just learning how to pronate because people get really frustrated with it because then you'll be able to do a spin serve. So you'll be able to come up and shape around the ball to do a slice. You'll be able to come here and come over the ball to do a top spin. With this grip, you can do three different serves. So slice, which is around the outside of the ball, Top spin, which is over the back of the ball and over the front of the ball. So that's a big key. Now, with the technique of starting the motion, the big fundamental with your body is using your torso and loading. So if I went to go serve and I was righty, I need my opposite hand to turn. So if I'm at, if I'm at the baseline here, and I'm serving, this is my baseline. I need to turn my shoulder, say there's a court next to me, to my far net post, not the net post that I'm on, the net post of the next court. It's gonna make me turn my shoulder. Every the big fundamental with a serve from the body is torque. You need to turn the torso. So when I go to toss, I need my tossing hand tracing, just think of tracing the second net post or the far net post on the other court. So I'm going to trace the net post next to mine 
trace that net post. The ball needs to. Am I good, Santi? You good? Okay. The ball needs to turn towards my right side. So, again, if I'm standing inside a clock and it's 12 o'clock, I need to toss that out to 1 o'clock. I need that ball to my right as the righty, and obviously it would be 11 o'clock for the lefty. I need it to my right as the righty because when I come up to the ball, my body's sideways, right? When I'm tossing, what am I doing? I'm bending down. You can watch this at, on any fundamental. When they toss, they bend. Some of them don't. It's not as strong, but you have to toss, bend. When you bend, you lift up. But you need to lift and just turn into the ball so it's at 1 o'clock. If I tossed and bend, it's just like similar to throwing a punch. If I wanted to go throw a punch at someone and they were here, I could hit them really hard. But if I went to go throw a punch and all of a sudden they're there, that means I'm turning. That's where we're hitting tosses way over our head. It happens a lot. When we go up to it, we're hitting it over our head and we're arching our back too much and not at full extension. I can hit a ball, a top spin, a slice, not from much of a difference of a space. You don't want to change the toss too much. The toss should move a little bit over your eyes and a little bit more to the right to hit a, a, a first or a second serve. You should not give it away. It should be way over your head. That's going to be a problem. So that ball should be at 1 o'clock or 12.30 so you can rotate into the ball. So understanding, fundamental, turning the shoulder, bending your knees, loading straight down. You have to twist. Now there's discussions about slide steps. There's discussions about platform stances. Those are all personal. Again, those are not fundamentals. If you like to toss, slide your back foot to your front foot, that's a slide step. Or if you like to toss and keep your feet wide, that's a platform stance. Nadal does a slide step. Federer does a platform stance. Whatever you prefer, that doesn't matter. But you must turn your front shoulder. You must trace the far net post on the next court. And you have to bend. Those are big fundamentals. Tossing, people toss this way. People toss that way. Whatever you need to do to get it up there. Slow toss in general. Your tempo should be slow down and slow up. You need that slow tempo because you need time to see the ball and for it to bend. People toss way too fast. The ball gets up too quick. They can't bend and load because you need to engage your larger muscles. If I toss real fast, I, can't, I don't have time to bend. That's the basic fundamental of the serve. Finding that continental grip. And we'll break down what to practice and tossing and loading. So again, if I was going to just learn how to serve, I would put the racket right on my shoulder. I'd give myself a wall in my room, and I would just sit there and high-five the wall 10 or 15 times. And after I did that, I would back off the wall. Imagine I'm high-fiving over the, through the wall and around. Do that 10 to 20 times, just getting used to getting in this football throwing position, which is the hardest thing for everyone to do. Get in that football playing position and leading with the edge of the racket. Very difficult, very difficult. So if I do that 10 to 20 times a day over two weeks, I'll be able to pronate. That's really it. You'll be able to pronate. In regards to tossing, you can just simply practice that at home. Even if you're on your knees, just practice tossing slowly with your shoulder, again, turned away from the net. Away from the net. And when I toss, I can also practice. Uh, there's a simple way to practice bending. Just put a ball, if you're standing this way and you're square, your right foot, if you're righty, your right foot's in the back. Put the ball in the back right heel. Grab that ball, bend, and throw it. Grab that ball, bend, and throw it. It'll get you to load and bend. Simple tool to help you do that. Give me that ball, Santi. Give me that tennis ball so they can see. Thank you, buddy. So 
if my feet are like this and the ball's back of my right foot, I'm going to bend down, grab it, and throw it. Bend down, grab it, and throw it. Very simple. I'm just going to bend down, grab it, and throw it. Bend down, grab it, and throw it. That'll help me get used to loading. Those are really important fundamentals of the serve. You don't want to get so... I don't want to overload you with a thousand things. If you can master those three things, grip, pronate, it's probably five, I guess. Grip, pronate, bend, toss. That is really going to solve a lot of things. You don't have to worry about like whether I'm sliding. You don't have to worry about how, you know, am I taking it back this way? Am I taking it back like that? Am I dropping a little low? It doesn't matter. You're only getting that football throwing position. So that is probably going to be your number one goal in regards to your minimum effective dose. For the men's side, your serve will be the number one goal. For the women's side, the return, which we'll do next week, will be their number one goal because the men's side is dominated by the first serve. The women's side is dominated by the second serve return. You need to own that second serve return because, in general, the women's second serve is much more gettable. And the men, they go after that second serve as well, but the men usually have a much harder first serve. So when they get it in, they're in more of a winning position. So you need, as if you're talking men, women as well, but the men's side is more dominated by the first serve. So you would that would be one, and your return would be 1A, I'd say. We talked about this last week. Practicing the serve doesn't mean you want to overload your shoulder. You need to practice it from the service line putting in that football throwing position and just aiming for targets without even hitting it hard. Get used to the path. Mastering the path of the serve doesn't mean that you're hitting it too hard. You rarely overhit a serve when you're practicing it. You can do most of your practice from the service line with this minimum effective dose series. You don't need to practice all these from the baseline. I'd say 30 to 40 balls on the service line on each side, and then you would go back and do the same thing. After you do that, then put those cones out like we said last week. Put one on the tee, one on the center line, one out wide, and practice the same thing. And your shoulder with that, you're not even going to swing hard. It's like, it's, it's like you're going to be throwing a wiffle ball out there. You're going to be very easy with your arm. So if you can master the serve, a good aptitude would be, you know, if, you, if you're getting 65% of your first serves in, you're going to be able to open up the court for you to hit that next ball. So your goal should be 65 to 70% first serves in. If you can do that, then you're in a nice, good position to control the point right off the bat. Again, second serve, we're going to go, well, if we go over the second serve like we did in regards to the spin, you need to variate that spin. You do a slice, do a topspin, do a slice, do a topspin. Variation is key and location is key. That's why we practice the three locations. So when you practice the three locations, you will hit three slices in three different locations. You will hit three topspins in three different locations, three fat balls in three different locations. That way, you can variate, just like a pitcher, throwing a ball to a certain spot, but it's breaking and spinning in a different direction in that spot. So you want to be able to flat ball out wide, a slice out wide, a topspin out wide. And that just comes from, again, I'd say 30 to 40 serves on each side and then 30 to 40 serves on the baseline. So this is part two of the series. We're going to go over the return next. 
And then we'll redo all the days per week and how much we should spend time in the hour when we're practicing. But uh, anything you want to add, Santi, to the dose series? <laughs> but uh, hopefully this will help people, again, that you know don't have all, the day, all day to practice, but they want to beat some people. And I think you can beat 80% of the people if you work on three strokes. So... Hopefully this helps. Keep working hard, Santi. The answers and the actions. Thanks, guys. See you. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.